0: You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the
1: market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And
0: Duck Lander calls. Tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt.
1: hey everybody welcome back to the union 0430 this is episode 163 and yes your eyes do not deceive you it is the man the myth the legend mr rusty heron from heron game calls making the best goose call in north america there i said it and i will hang my hat on that you are making the best goose call in north america rusty so rusty's joining us um And it's good to have him back. I don't even know how many times Rusty's been on the show. I'm going to say at least half a dozen now. Um, But this, I got to apologize because I took a couple week break there. We haven't put a show out for a couple weeks. So uh, I took a break, um, never put nothing out, been busy. So uh, here we are. We're back and uh, we're bringing Rusty on for the, I don't know. What do you call it? The rubber? No, whatever. Anyways, lost my train of thought there. Russy's good to see you, buddy.
0: You too, bud. Always, always, always. Always great to be on the old 0430.
1: Yeah, man. Um, Listen, I am so... I've... I am so upset that I wasn't able to pull off that trip to come with you, Riley and uh and douglas to saskatchewan
0: you're a bitch pictures well, to you but i i didn't have the art because it was last minute and you know what there's always next year
1: yeah but th- yeah it was just it, it, it was a quick it, w- it was a bit too quick for me to turn it on ultimately was what it w- was what it was um but really like if i if i pushed hard enough maybe i could have done it but i didn't want to put any more stress on myself so anyways but i gotta tell you you look like you had a fucking blast um and i think you guys hit it like perfect too in the timeline right like there was just you guys just had tons and tons of birds
0: oh there's definitely no shortage of birds but i mean that's in my opinion, that's the Wild West. Anyways, as long as you get there before it all freezes up and you're not scared to do a little bit of homework driving around, you know, you put the miles on, you're going to find them. And well, that's, that's yeah. what it came, you know, like well, I went to an area I've never been in before. I really, um, anybody that knows me knows I'm really good at last second planning. Uh, I don't, don't really plan far enough ahead to be organized. Um, I mean, I usually always have my gear ready to go. So at the drop of a hat, I can stop, drop and roll as far as grabbing that and going. But, you know, I didn't spend months, you know, on Google Maps or on Onyx or any other mapping software you can find, you know, trying to figure out where all the bodies of water were and everything. Side note, you should, because we found lots of water holes that had no water. So, you know, a little bit of homework there probably would have done me and the boys some real good. But, uh, yeah, we basically, I mean, we didn't throw a dart at the dartboard as far as the map to where to go. I just said, you know, I've been here, I've been there. Let's kind of go over here because I've never been there. And let's see what's what. And worst case scenario, we're an hour and a half away from, you know, areas I've been in the past. So, you know, I'd have a rough idea on how to start looking. And, I mean, we drove around. We ended up in uh, some real bad land trying to find stuff. Um, If you ever put the iHunter app on your phone and it's highlighted in green and it's uh, community pasture, there's nothing there but community pasture. So don't go looking for ag fields. Pro tip. Free chart. (laughs) Um, But then we come out of that. And uh, I won't lie, I lose my temper real quick. So I was pretty upset that uh, I put myself in the middle of nowhereville chasing water that didn't exist. Um, But again, I like to last minute, 99.9% everything. So that's par for the course. And within a half an hour of wanting to put the car in park, get out and smash my head off the side of it, because we were in the middle of nowhere with no birds around. um, We were sitting on four different feeds that anybody and their brother would have been just crazy excited to have the the prospect of hunting and because it's the wild west you know one knock on a door albeit it didn't lead to permission where we were hoping to get um sent us you know in the right direction to potentially get permission from a couple of the other pieces of land that we had saw with birds on them um we went over to the one house and it was a a young couple that that own the property. Um, And it looked like they were having a family party unbeknownst to me. Uh, I walked up to the door to knock on it and there was like 87 people in the living room. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I really don't feel good because I'm in a, (laughs) but if you know the West, like you're not getting out of there without getting invited. Like
1: it's good people.
0: They're just so hospitable and just such down to earth, genuine people. Um, so I asked, um, as soon as they came to the door, they knew why I was there. And, uh, I asked permission on the one section of land they had and the wife goes, well, yeah, you can hunt there of course, but you'd be much better off to move over here and hunt here. There's more birds there. You just can't see them.
1: Wow. So we went to where
0: I saw them at night the next morning and shot a handful, but not nearly what we thought it had potential to. Um, and I made, uh, I'm not going to call it a a pro decision, but I made a decision a little bit more than halfway through that morning that I think a lot of people that head into a new area should make. If you go with a group, if you go with two or three people, it, it doesn't matter how big the size at some point in time, somebody has got to pull the plug on the hunt, and go jump in the vehicle and just. Burn it down, trying to get as, around to as many places as you can. Don't speed. I didn't get a ticket or nothing. <laughs> um, but go look while the birds are actually in the field. Don't wait till, oh, I'm going to pack up at 10, pick decoys up. Next thing you know, it's 1130. Hey, yeah. let's go scouting. No, don't do that. At 830, say, okay, I ha- I got into a few groups or I got into a lot of groups. Uh, You guys stay here. I'm going to go hit it. And yeah. sure enough, did a drive around the block there. And right where she had told me was the preferred spot. There's like 25,000 birds sitting on it. Yeah. The scary part is it was 1500 yards, 2000 yards away from where we were hunting in the morning. And I might've saw 200 go to it. Wow. Like it's just crazy. You know, your sight lines and all that, right. Birds coming off the water. Um, So we hunted there that evening and it was, craziest white goose hunt i've ever had in my life and i listen folks people have had better ones as far as shooting numbers goes i I won't even pretend like you know we could have shot a thousand it wasn't like that but we consistently were shooting at decoying ross and snow geese inside of 15 yards wow like you can see them blink that's cool right like it was right so If you've ever been thinking about planning a trip out West, just to anybody listening here, just do it. Or even a trip anywhere, you know, it might not be out West. You might live out West and want to go East. Just, just do it. Life is short. Absolutely, buddy. So next year you got to go. I
1: know. I I know. And, and I've been trying to work it, to get out there next month too. I got an invite to go out next month and, and I'm trying to, and I know it's, it's a crap shoot, right? Because once everything freezes up, but I, I don't really care. Like I've experienced the, you know, hundred thousand birds in, in a roost. I've seen that. Um, I've had, I think I would say our snow goose hunts were like yours. Like we didn't, we didn't hit like ridiculous numbers of birds shot but we were consistently shooting birds if, if if that makes sense to people so um so i've been thinking about going out in november um because there's still going to be ducks uh, still going to be ducks around because there's still little pockets of water here and there um because i don't i don't really need to see the the big mass of feeds um i just want to go out and hunt and hang out with some friends right um but that being said you are one hundred percent correct in saying, "Listen, if you're thinking about if you want to experience what the West is because I'm telling you if if you hit it during the time before everything freezes up when birds are are working, it is everything that you think it is. I think that's a good that's a good explanation of it, a eh, Russ. It, like if you think it's ridiculous, it it's ridiculous because the now when we were out there we didn't see many canadas we were shooting specks and snows and we got into some some rosses not a lot but but the odd one um which was impressive but for me it's it's always ducks and the ducks are just like man it is if you're a hunt if you love hunting mallards <laughs> like it is it's just insane uh bobby hayes i think Bobby Hayes was up in Saskatchewan probably about a week week or two after you come out of it and I the way he was talking was that this was his first time up there and he was telling me he was like he he couldn't get over the ducks like just couldn't could not get over the ducks and and his his what was his line he was like I don't know why anybody in Alberta, Saskatchewan would buy a duck or goose call. I have no idea why they would. He said, "Because you don't need it. You just just if you can find where they're where they're hitting, you don't need a call because they're they're hitting it. You can just sit back and put your calls away and 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 do your thing."
0: Yeah. yeah, he's he's not lying. And then you know to to back on that, you know that's some of the reason. You know, you, there's a lot of people that think you got to be a phenomenal caller to be a guide and Mm -hmm. out there you don't what you got to be is a phenomenal people person if you can call that's just an added bonus in case you happen to run into a tough day
1: yeah yeah no that that's that's sound advice because you do um it it, listen it's not going to hurt you if you can call but the biggest the biggest thing that to be successful out there is is a to be a people person and and be able to carry on a Uh, an intelligent conversation with 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 the clients and the other thing is is that you're just you're not lazy because because you 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 know your hunt you're working for your hunts listen uh, i know we we talk a lot about out west and we talk about how many birds are out there but The guides are still putting in some serious miles trying to track down these the right feed and and where they're gonna go and and the whole bit right so it's you know just like you said it it's not a it's not a given like you gotta put some work into it they're there but you gotta go find them
0: yeah yeah and a lot of times it, it really is kind of finding a needle in a haystack as far as finding the big concentrations like it doesn't need to be a massive body of water to hold a massive amount of birds that's for sure
1: yeah how was uh how has your season been going so far though other than other than out west because i know out west was awesome you had riley with you and you had ryan with you um so that was that was pretty good but how how's the season back here in ontario been going for you so far
0: yeah i would say Ducks hasn't been my best season, you know, ever Mm. on the books by any stretch. Early goose season was really good. Um, And we kind of live and die with our wind direction during early goose season. I'm not a big go chase a field full of geese kind of guy. I'm more, I want to go out on water, put my big old spread of army turtles out and try and shoot them over that. So we got lucky and we had plenty of north winds and that Provided the opportunity for us to to get out on the big water and hunt the way I like to, yeah. Um, so we were able to do that more more so this year than in the past few years, um, which was an added bonus. Ducks I've been averaging two to three days a week getting
1: out. Okay. Um,
0: I want to say, in my experience right now our birds are a week to a week and a half late but some of my other friends are posting pictures that proves that theory kind of wrong yeah Um, which is cool i just know in in the traditional places i generally like to go hang out this time of year um today could be a barn burner and tomorrow it can be a ghost town and it should be by all my logs right now we should be consistently shooting mallards. Yeah. Not. That's okay. There's yeah. more to life than shooting one. Uh, yeah. I'm still the matters.
1: Um, well, and and the and, and the, the solace in that is if, if they're not here yet, you know they're going to come, right? It's just but,
0: but even if they don't, I'm still going hunting, right? Yeah. Like Yeah. I'm a little different. I could go hunting for the rest of my life and never take a gun with me and be very content
1: so yeah you
0: know not about shooting
1: no well the last i think the last three hunts i've been on i never brought i've i haven't brought my gun it's just me and the dog and she she requires some work she needs some uh some extra attention here lately so uh so yeah i haven't even been bringing my gun um like literally it it stays at home i don't even put it in the truck so um I don't know like I listen don't get me wrong I love shooting birds I I really do but still it it's a lot of fun when when you're running a dog and and your dog is doing good work and and you hear people you know oh that was a good retriever oh shit wow she went that far out for that bird like that that's the sort of thing now that that gets me excited but you know don't get me wrong I still like shooting I should still like shooting them in the face but um yeah man like i i know benny i've been watching benny benny has been out and been been crushing him as well he's been he's been doing well same deal though right over water i believe benny is is oh, out.
0: Yeah. almost everything we do until december comes
1: will be water really eh i, yeah, find, I, I, I just, just find geese yeah. hunting geese over water is just so much like it's so much harder then then. No. Well, I guess I I guess when you know what you're doing. The, the no, problem. no,
0: it, it, easy, easy, easy. Um nine times out of ten, most guys think it's harder because if you go for a morning hunt, you expect to let's say legal shooting time is seven thirty. By eight thirty, you expect to be shooting birds. Yeah. Well, by eight thirty, I expect to watch all the geese I might shoot fly right past me like i don't exist mm-hmm. and i'll am at about 11 or eleven thirty. 30 so morning hunt for me if i'm just strictly going for geese i don't even need to be on the water till nine o'clock unless the yeah. wind's
1: north yeah fair that's a good no that that is a good point and that's the same with um i'm not a big uh diver duck guy but the one thing i like about hunting divers is that you don't need to be out at legal time because they're always moving so what uh, you're gonna have a little sleep in on divers but no that's a good point because they're leaving the water at at first light so um you don't expect them back until after they've fed uh before they come back and and loaf that day right so no that it, is that is a good point
0: right so I, I just think that's where most guys or girls um just find it hard because they're going to fly right past you 99 times out of a hundred, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you'll shoot them when they come back. And usually by the time they come back, everybody else has gone home.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Because they're like, Oh, well, nothing, nothing happened in the day. Um, yeah. I always found that like growing up where I grew up and, and hunting geese, like there was never really that, that not process, but into it, right? Like, I, i'm i don't want to say nobody understood it but the guys that i on the guys that i hunted with we didn't understand that they were on the water in the morning first light then they left they went and fed then they come back to water then they went and fed and then they come back to water for the night right we didn't really understand that um now i'm sure there were some people that did um but it wasn't passed down to us so a goose hunt like if we were like we would we would go all day if and just pawn hop and, and walk around and trying to get it if we walked out with a goose like one single goose between the three of us like we were like we were rock stars and you know walking back home and and everybody'd be seeing you'd have a goose right it, it was a big deal but it, i i think nowadays people understand the the process a lot more and, and i think that that's a lot got to do with remember in the in the 90s well even at, i guess the 80s the 90s the early 2000s when everybody was doing the videos and and all of that stuff in the and the duck forums like once the internet got up and all those forums and everything like that was a huge education piece to so many people that didn't have the luxury of of growing up on a on a very established flyway, I'll say. Sure. You you know what I mean? So then, you know, like guys like now, when, since the invent of, of the internet and the duck forums and all this information being out there and podcasts and, and all this shit, now the average Joe can, can pack up his truck and, and head out West and freelance because they've got enough knowledge now to be able to put them on birds. Whereas, you know, um, when I was a teenager, if I went out west, well, I wouldn't have had a clue what to do if I was trying to freelance, if, if that all makes sense.
0: Yeah, and and even if you would have went out there, if you'd have run into any hiccups along the way, um, and I don't mean like a mechanical issue, like, let's just say, like, I'll, I'll use myself as a, a prime example. I really don't have any experience hunting white geese they're a different devil there's no doubt in my mind and so mid-hunt i can facetime any of my buddies that i know have lived out west yeah look at this there's my wind this is what they're doing is it something i'm doing or is it just because they're that smart and so i was able to do that on every hunt and really quickly make simple moves thanks to advice given that change the whole ball game up. And I mean, we could have shot all of our count of white geese every day if we wanted to, Mm I didn't even need to, so I wasn't worried about it, but it's just cool to sit back and watch them work and work right. And that's, I, I think one of my biggest reasons for loving water hunting here is where i'm located in southwestern ontario i'm not saying you can't drive around and get permission on a on a farm field you know an agricultural field whatever you want to call it um you can but if i go knock on 100 doors in the areas i want to go knock on i'm going to get at least 98 no's and i know it before i even leave now because history just keeps repeating itself every time i get excited about knocking on something yeah and i'm surrounded by some phenomenal Public water hunting opportunities, so I know I can just f- focus my energy in on that,
1: yeah. Then, no, and sense. be
0: successful, and 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 it's it's enjoyable. Like, don't get me wrong. Up out in Saskatchewan, I slept four hours a night, and if I wasn't hunting, I was driving. Mm-hmm. Like, we put twelve thousand k on my truck in a week. Like, we drove. Yeah. Right hey if you don't if you don't go down the beaten path and make new ones like
1: yeah absolutely know,
0: something right yeah um, I, drove, I drove my truck through a creek that i didn't know if we were going to get out the other side like it just sometimes you just do dumb stuff for crazy birds yeah but uh you know you know when you go out there the type of people you're gonna meet along the way and they're receptive of people and here where, where i'm at i I just don't find them nearly as receptive, right? You can drive through the county here, see 50 cars. Nobody waves at you. Yeah. Be somebody in a combine or a tractor, they'll wave, but that's it.
1: Yeah.
0: Whereas in Saskatchewan, if they don't wave, like you're doing a U-turn to make sure they're still alive because every <laughs> they're just, it's a different breed of people. But so I just focus all my energy on that water and I won't lie. Personally, I would, Turn down a field to go hunt water if I thought it was going to result in the same kind of hunting experience because I just like working them on water that much better. Hmm. But it's just a personal thing, right? You like black dog, like a yellow dog. Like it's there, there's no in field hunting. I still love to hunt fields. I just if somebody put a gun to my head and said you gotta pick one, well,
1: I'm never hunting on dirt ever again. Yeah. (laughs) I, I wanted to go back to that point that you that you made you know when you were when you were hunting the the snow geese and and you were you know wondering what was going on or or whatever and and you pulled out your phone facetime someone show them your spread you know tell them what was going on what's the situation give them all the all the information that they can and then they can help you and you know i guess for some people that doesn't sound like such a such a crazy idea, right? Because they've grown up with so I'm talking about the younger generation right now. So the sort of 30-something year the 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 mid-20s and younger I guess because they've always had phones and they've always had all this technology. So to them I don't think it's it's such a, a crazy idea to say well I'll just I'll just FaceTime somebody and and I'll show them and stuff like that. For for me I don't think I've ever thought about calling somebody up and going, well, the birds just like they're, they're there, but they're just not doing it for me today. And I don't think I've ever thought of calling somebody up, doing a FaceTime and showing them what my spread is, showing them everything that I'm doing and ask for advice. I don't think I've ever done that. Actually, I'm, I'm fairly certain I've, I've never done that. Um, but the fact that that's another tool in our in our in our toolbox to get more birds is, is just I don't know how I don't even know what I'm trying to say really I it's just it's mind blowing that we just continually as as decoys get better paint schemes and they're more durable and and calls are getting better and and everything is getting better everything's getting better but still advice with a picture and a phone call um well 9 times out of 10 sort out sort out your problem if you're calling the right person and and I tell you this is one thing that I have noticed so two things I've noticed this year online at Facebook so a uh the one good thing is I've found that people aren't being such assholes to one another on facebook this year so i've seen more and more new fairly new hunters coming on and asking questions like hey listen this is my spread showing a video uh this is what i'm doing um but the birds aren't doing it for me any suggestions and fellas are and and you know what it's like you'll get a million different suggestions and and none of them is really wrong it's just everybody does things a little bit different but that was cool and then the other thing is i've noticed is is the the post about what kind of duck is this i find they've gone down this year as opposed to years in the past when it just seemed like every second day there was a bird being shown on facebook asking somebody asking could you id it for them um so i i think we're starting to define a, a a fairly good balance right now with these these guys that were traditionally assholes to especially the younger generation it it seems like people are starting to hey listen let's let's just try and get along we don't have to be we don't have to be jerks everybody and and really if i think i'm making myself look like a badass by chewing up some 18 year old kid obviously on you're not you're not a badass you're a fucking idiot so um it just seems like there's more there's more openness this year i don't know that's just from what i've seen anyways
0: yeah yeah i would agree uh i'm kind of seeing the same thing the only thing i'm seeing that we haven't been able to get out of the sport yet is the we shot a seven man in 36 minutes. Like, who cares if it takes all day? Yeah. As you, you're never, um, for anybody watching this, and it's okay if you've been a part of one of them deals. It's not about how quick you can get it done. If you're a guide on day 22 of a season where you're quote unquote grinding, right? You're working on no sleep and long hours and making people extremely happy to the best of your abilities, I can totally understand you wanting to have a faster morning in the field than a longer one. It makes all the sense in the world. But when you're a group of young men and women, uh, I'm going to say you're still in school, all of you, and it's Saturday morning. What are you doing with the rest of your day anyways? <laughs> it's okay to shoot them all that quick. But please just don't ever get fixated on the fact that oh we shot them so quick the idea is to go hunting to learn from your experience while out hunting and to enjoy the day it's not and you're young if you're listening to me you think it's all about piles and really it's about smiles in the long run the piles get old You know, if you put enough time into this, you'll always have the opportunity to do piles. Mm -hmm. But it's the smiles and the memories made over being out there, just being outdoors. You know, heck, yesterday I hunted with my son, Riley, and we didn't shoot nothing. We probably could have taken some pot shots and, you know, knocked a half dozen ducks down. But... For us and everybody's their own. Uh, I either want them right or I don't want them at all. Mm-hmm. There's more to life. If I don't shoot another duck this year, it's still been a great season. Nothing to complain about. um So just don't make it about a you know. Oh, we did it so fast. We're heroes. No, you are in a great spot clearly. Um, but there, there's no. You don't get a an A plus because you did it so quick. You know, yes. Yeah get the same mark regardless of how long it takes
1: yeah I think I think it's easy for for guys like you and I and who and and I by no means am I a, a goddamn waterfowl killer but um we, we've shot our share of piles and 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 the whole bit so it's easy for us now to look back because I know what I was like um 20 years ago 25 years ago like I wanted it I wanted the piles and the whole bit so and i think that that comes with as you said um there's a lot of time for piles and and as you get older the piles isn't the most important thing and and i agree with you 100% i would i would challenge this is what i would like to see on a on a post so so let's say a bunch of young fellows girls go out and they you know, they limit out within 25 minutes of, of legal time. What I would like to, to see on a Facebook post is so it took us six or took us 150 kilometers and and six hours of scouting, but we found the spot. We found it and and we watched the birds. We did our homework and we came up with our plan and then we got in there and we we smashed them, and we're out in 25 minutes. To me, that paragraph, that narrative, tells me more about the work that you put into it. So listen, don't get me wrong. 25 minutes and, and get your limit, that's impressive. And, and I'm not throwing shade on you for that. And I know you're not throwing shade on them either, Rusty. It's impressive. But But don't don't sell your don't sell your story short by just saying uh, we limited out in 25 minutes give me the whole story tell me that tell me that you had to burn two tanks of gas and it took you a full week of chasing birds to find out where they were going and how they were working and what was going on tell me that that that's what i that's what i want to read like i i've Seen so many posts about yeah we got six man limit and and done at this yeah I've I've read those posts a million times, but I never hear anybody talk about the work that they put in to get the birds and and that's the thing that you can't forget because if if you're not putting the work in well then it it's meaningless and in my in my opinion like if you can just show up at any body of water or any field and smash out a limit well then that's that's not really hunting right because hunting is putting work in and, and finding them and scouting them and and that goes for big game small game birds whatever that's what hunting is um if you're just going to any body of water or field well, then you're not really hunting. You're just going and, and you're getting lucky, really, is is what's happening. If the birds are there without you putting in any any work. So that's the stuff I want to see on a Facebook post or a video or, or whatever, TikTok, what it reels, you name it. Tell me about the story about how you got there, how many goddamn uh gas station burritos you had to eat before you got before you know what i mean like that that's the stories now because and and again i don't want to sound preaching i don't want to sound like i know everything but like we're seeing it russie and you see it just as much as what i do of all these new all these new um these new brands that are popping up and all these guys that are full of piss and vinegar and and they've got a story to tell and and they think carve a piece into this waterfowl industry world whatever and they can absolutely they can but you got to stop thinking that you just got to post a picture of of 50 birds no no everybody people have seen 50 birds a million times now we now the audience wants they want the story what set you a set you apart so you know you had talked about the guide what better way for a guy to get noticed and to get bookings for next year when you know three quarters of the way through the season he's limited out in in twenty five minutes that's a big that's a big feather in his hat because that shows that he's doing the work he knows what he's looking for and and he's putting fellas on birds guys and girls on birds so that's you know take it for what it's worth and you don't have to listen to me and you don't have to think I'm right. I really don't care. Um, that's just m- my advice. Like if you're trying, if you want people to to be impressed and, and let's face it, that's all anybody goes on Facebook for and social media. That's the only reason. That's the only reason why we have, we're, we're trying to impress people. That's why we have social media you're trying to impress you're trying to to tell a story so that someone will go oh that's so awesome oh look oh that's a cool logo oh i like their shirt oh i like this i like oh oh yeah russie herring called with that logo on oh yeah i'm gonna buy that it 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 all it all links up together and your social media that's that's the that's the hook right that's that's what draws in the the audience and and the followers and and the whole bit that's the hook you get them you get them in there and then that's when that's when they start spending their hard-earned money on on your product and on on whatever it is that your your brand and your logo with but through with with the internet and and social media there's so many more people that are just like me that have the same skill as what I have, and and God knows a lot of them more skilled than what I have. um and they're trying to come up with with brands and and ways to 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 be in this in this industry. you You just got to be different. You tell the story and and that's ultimate. That's a very long winded way of saying, tell the story,
0: yeah, agreed. I'll drink to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a drink to that too because that was very long winded. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it's it's just I I love it. I love seeing it. I love especially I love seeing the younger kids, like the the teen the late teens. I love seeing them when they're when they're out on their own. You know they've they've graduated from going with dad and grandpa and uncles and and all that stuff, and they're out and they're doing it on their own. Uh, that's the stuff I love to see and and if you you know I, I think if you just take the time and and instead of just showing a beatdown of birds and and you tell that story or or you show that video of you trying to cross that creek and not knowing if you're going to get across it like that's the stuff I want to see because I've seen piles I've seen pictures of piles a million times I, I want to see the different stuff now. I want to see, I want to see the truck broke down at at four o'clock in the morning, and you got to change a tire because you got to be at the field that's an hour away. Um, in in an hour and a half before legal time, right? Like that's the stories that that's the stuff that people want to see now. I think because there's just we're flooded with we're flooded with pile picks. Yep, hundred oh, percent.
0: Oh, hey I I agree um yeah and anybody can throw the pile pickup show me something I don't see all the time
1: yeah yeah like I, I, I that show what me that's... what
0: your group you know and that's that's let's wind it all back to youngsters um show me what your group does for food right are you living on gas station burritos or <laughs> do you just have a black stone in the back of the truck and you're cooking on that you know like you know if you shoot your limit in 25 minutes that's all fine and dandy and awesome high fives all the way around what do you do with the rest of your day yeah right
1: yeah show that side yeah like you know so so and and this is i guess this is this is the piece and and anybody listen anybody listening if you disagree with me listen and and you disagree with Rusty? send us a message man because we'd love to t- we'd love to chat with you more on this but like if if you're if you and your crew you know let let's say you're in school or you're working a full-time job so monday to friday eight to four um and then you got the evenings to scout so you got your crew of four or five dudes and and everybody just sort of scatters to the wind When they get off work to try and do the scout. So you've put in five days of scouting for a Saturday morning hunt that you limited out on in 25 minutes. Listen, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because it's a fucking awesome thing that you can limit out in 25 minutes. It is. It's a great, great thing. But what we're saying is that there's more to the hunt than just limiting out in 25 minutes. So if you've put in five days, five evenings worth of work, uh, gas, and eating McDonald's and and whatever else you got to eat to tie you over until you get home in in the evening, and then you're done for twenty five minutes on Saturday morning. I fucking love going out hunting. I love being out there with my buddies and chatting and stuff. Like even if there's no birds, like I'm just we're chatting, we're having a laugh, and and you know there's some questionable topics that come up and and things like that but you know i I love being a girl i don't want my i don't want my hunt to end or the shooting may end but i don't want the hunt to end if that makes sense
0: yeah
1: right yeah yeah hey uh,
0: shooting can be five seconds yeah i want that hunt to be as long as humanly possible because we get such a small window in our lifetime to actually hunt hmm Right? Like Ontario, Canada, September through December. I know we can go into yeah. January, bit, but let's just call September yeah. to. You get three months out of the year. Yeah. Maybe four. September, October, November. Okay. You get four months out of the year. Eight months out of the year, you don't get to do a 22-minute limit. Yeah. But I guarantee you those guys shooting 22-minute limits still wish they were hunting the other eight months of the year, and they do plenty of things to work towards those two those 22 minute limits.
1: Yep.
0: Right? Like I want to see the three young guys standing inside a 7-Eleven looking at the energy drinks trying to figure <laughs> out which one's the latest and greatest even though they all taste horrible. Yes, they but, do. Um you know I, I want to see that get brought out like just just to help understand cuz I've been there. I've shot them quick. It's cool. But it sends a bad message on a social media platform, in my opinion. And I'm very, very, very 300% could be wrong on this. But just think about who you might be reaching with that post. You might be reaching another young crew of people that don't have your success, they don't have your skill set. They are very green to it all and if they shoot one hen wood duck flying by they call that a very successful day your pile pick and granted i get that people want to feel good about themselves so i'm not trying to make you feel bad but when you're making those kind of posts i want you to think of how am i helping the sport as a whole with this right Mm -hmm. if you a bunch of series of all this led to this you still get to show off your moment but you also get to show to the people that may not be at your level not that level matter they don't but you get to show them maybe a small glimpse of just what kind of work goes in to getting a successful that if that's what you deem successful
1: no right absolutely absolutely but because you
0: still have your hey look at me moment and not be pushing somebody away from the sport because that's the take that i see from it you know you're 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 somebody new to the sport regardless of age you go on facebook and every day all you see is they shot six man by well, if you don't do that eventually you go i'm not in the cool club i'm out that's right as, as an industry we need everybody in and more absolutely like, more or if we want to keep this industry going and when i say industry i'm not talking about me with my calls and making sales i mean one of these days the government might come calling and say, No more hunting. We need as many people as humanly possible in this sport, enjoying this sport to stand up for it. Absolutely. So, like for me, my proudest best hunt of the year was last this past Saturday. Okay. My boys went out in the morning without me. They're 18 and 20, so they're quote unquote, young men. But what's really cool to me is they took their girlfriends with them. Now, Riley's girlfriend doesn't hunt yet by any stretch. And I don't know that she's ever going to get hooked with the bug to yeah. hunt. But she went and she enjoyed herself. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben's girlfriend does hunt. So it's not, it was not a, a new experience for her. Mm hmm. But I got to go out and watch her shoot some birds, which I think is just awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, so you got two females brought into the sport. They both enjoyed their day. Like, Riley went back out hunting again today. His girlfriend went and and hung out with him for a while. Like, that kind of stuff is,
1: is... but the important thing with, with that is, and and this can, and vice versa, right? So your girlfriend's a hunter and you're, and you're the dude and you're not the hunter or fuck whatever, right? Whatever that dynamic is, it doesn't yeah. matter. But the, the important thing is, is that if you're going out there and if you're just going out and you're just going to say, I'm going to go out for the one day just to watch it. I don't like it, but I'm going to go out because I care about you and I'm going to go out at least now you get you get a glimpse at what that passion is right so so for riley's girlfriend now she can go okay i i i don't it's not for me but i can understand why why he is so hooked in it and the and the 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 offset of that is the fact that at some point riley's girlfriend's going to be in a conversation with a bunch of other people about hunting and they're going to be talking shit about it and saying, I don't understand why people do it. I don't understand why they feel the need to do it. And then she's now in, in the position where she can say, well, listen, I can tell you why they do it. I can tell you why there's that passion and and, and what it is about it that gets them so fired up. And And that's the important thing. That's what we need when you say you know, this industry, me with this waterfowl community, we need so many more because we need those voices. Like my, my kids don't hunt. They don't. Um, yeah, they don't. Trish doesn't hunt either. Um, and has no desire to hunt, but they do understand that it puts, there's food in the freezer because of it. There's jerky, there's, there's pepperettes, which the kids love to eat. They love to eat the stuff. They just don't go like going out and getting it, which is, which is okay, which is fine. But that's the but that's the thing that I know that if someone talks shit about hunting where my daughter is, she'll tell him she's like, well, hey, listen, you don't have to agree with it, but uh, if you think that they're wasting it, then you're wrong because they don't waste it. They bring it home. They 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 process it. They eat it. Or or they, you know, they give it to friends and it's not thrown in. There's not animals just being shot and left to rot because that's, that's not, that's not what happens at all.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: You know, and, and these are, these are the things that, you know, these are the things that we need to do now because we are in that society, that day in the age and, and society where one little mix up. Um And one bad pitcher can can just fucking balloon out of control so fast. So, again, and, and I'll speak on behalf of Rusty here and Rusty, jump in if I'm if I'm saying this wrong. We're not here trying to be preachy and telling you what you have to do and what you don't have to do and, and all that shit. Um, We're just telling you what we would like to see. Like as as Damian Pittman and as Rusty Heron, as I'm going through social media, I'd like to read the story about your twenty-five minute three-man limit. I don't care about the pictures. I don't care that it only took you twenty-five minutes. It doesn't impress me. Um, it really doesn't. And that and I don't say that to sound like an asshole. What would impress me is is how much work it took you to get that 25-minute three-man limit. That's what would impress me because I know in order for you to get that, you had to be sitting on that feed or on that spot for three or four days watching it and just trying to figure out where's the best place to set up. Okay, the wind is coming this way. All right, they're doing this. Okay we got to walk in this way we got to make sure you know there's so many things that's going through your head on that scout before you pull. before you ever pull the trigger there is so much work that goes into it that's the stuff that i want to see would you agree rusty
0: yeah yeah and i mean you know we're by no means am i trying to take away from your your pile pick that just to me isn't the most impressive part of your hunt yes. It's what you did to achieve that like you were saying right like if you shoot them that quick like you've done something right
1: absolutely
0: so what is it that you've done yeah right
1: yeah share your knowledge man tell me because listen if, if you think uh and we say it on this show we are not experts and we'll never pretend to be so listen i there's there's an alternative motive here to me asking for your story because I'm going to educate myself and I'm possibly going to use some of the very things that you used on this hunt I'm going to use them and apply them to my own hunt for for more success and that and that's you don't have to give up your spot but if if you talk about the process and and the the, the scout and and the you know the recce and and everything that you've done in order to put this hunt together that's the things i want to know because obviously i'm gonna i'm gonna take that information and i'm gonna use it myself someday if the if the opportunity presents itself
0: yeah no a hundred percent right like you know I, i i i can put a situation out there right you know me and my wrecking crew shot shot a six man of ducks and we were done in the first half an hour Um, But we sat on this field and waited um, for an east wind because the way the birds were coming off the roost, the east wind was blowing away from the roost. So that was important factor number one. But what really was important factor number two is that instead of setting up to shoot them right in the face where we had to look west and the sun would have been rising in the east and then throwing a massive shadow from our a-frame blind out into the field we set up to side shoot to Mm -hmm. limit the shadow and we think that was the difference that's the stuff that shows to me how smart you are and nothing if you're not that smart don't worry about it it really just means you've hunted a lot and really paid attention because there's lots of people that hunted a lot and didn't pay crazy attention and as long as you enjoy your experience that is all that matters the rest doesn't um but that's the kind of stuff that I think plants a seed in somebody's head that wants to be successful and goes, man, you know, the last time we had a field like that, it, yeah, we set up to shoot them in the face because everybody says you got to set up to shoot them in the face. And maybe that's why the birds kept pushing it 50 yards. And then mm-hmm. the next time in that blind, you know, to create a minimal shadow. And then they, they beat them up and then boom, eureka moment, right? Yeah so
1: absolutely i i agree with you a hundred percent
0: i'm opinionated but it's it's for good reasoning not not to be a
1: hey uh why'd you think we created this podcast so um we could get on and and be opinionated and 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 spread what what we thought listen again like it's not that we're saying we're to be all end all and and this is the only way to do it by no means is that the case because um I'm never above the fact of, of learning off of somebody else. It's it's. There's a couple reasons why I like to do things like this and and say these things is because I want I want the waterfowl community to continue to grow. And you had touched on it, Rusty, when you had said, "Listen, if some somebody, regardless of age, and they're new to this, to this drug of waterfowl hunting." And if all they see is posts of, we smashed out a three man limit in 20 minutes. Uh, we've got a six man limit. We've got, if, if that's all anybody sees and that's all anybody comments on, then a new hunter thinks, well, that's that's the bar for success right there. That the only way to be successful is if I'm limiting out in, in under an hour and everybody's got to, we've got to hit it. I'm gonna. I'll be the first one to tell you. There's been tenfold of the days that I've come home without hitting a limit, to the days that I have hit a limit. Um, so you can take that for what it's worth. Um, you don't hit limits every day, and if you do, good for you because I I certainly don't. Um, so you know what? Just just have fucking have fun with it. I know everybody wants to get notice and and do it still post up your pictures still post up your pile picks and and how happy you are that that you got your limit nobody nobody wants you to stop doing that i just want a little bit more information on it because i've seen pile picks before
0: yeah and we you know not to be arrogant we know what goes into making a pile pick yeah Give some of those greasy details. Yeah. Be kind.
1: Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. Yeah. Be <laughs> kind. Rewind. Well, you just dated yourself, buddy, because there's a whole <laughs> lot of people that don't know what that means.
0: You will. You'll I figure it
1: I know what it means. Okay, everybody. Hey, we're at that 60 minute mark, Rusty. Buddy, it is always a pleasure to have you on because um a the most important is is we have very similar beliefs and the way things are done so it makes for a good chat because uh both of us nine times out of ten agree with what the other says so that makes it easy and uh i love having you on buddy and and i just wish we got uh i wish we lived closer together that we could hang out more often but you know say la vie that's that's the way it is actually if we did live closer together you'd probably be sick of me so um, I have that effect on people. Um, but hey, this was episode 163. It was great. Rusty, last words to you, my man.
0: I, I think what Damien and I are, are really trying to get across with our last topic point there was just that there's more to this sport. The sport has more to offer than just an end result. Then um, as you mature as a, as a waterfowler the end result will change you'll see it you might not see it now mm-hmm. but it will. um last thoughts now i have to ponder just keep having fun that's yeah. really all that's about. um don't take it too serious enjoy your time out there we all know it's limited and just you know for whatever reason it makes you connect with nature just keep chasing it
1: yeah absolutely just, just like you that. said just like you said man 8 months of the year we're sitting around can't wait for can't wait for opener to come so you can be on the road scouting and and driving around and hunting birds and then listen don't wish your time away um enjoy every every day that you get out of those four months that the season is open because god knows um it'll be over before you know it and and you're back to oh remember when remember that hunt that morning yeah those memories everybody this is the union 0430 like we always say we're not experts we'll never pretend to be just a bunch of people that love hanging out talking about bird hunting and uh As always, don't be douchebags to one another. Big love. Talk to you next week.